the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Trying to show you where the market's going. I believe the market is based in capitalism. Thus, I think capitalism will do what capitalism does. And that is work with creative destruction. There's pluses, there'll be some minuses. Yeah, I do think we're becoming a little bit more socialist. But yeah, I, I still believe that capitalism is at the core of our economy. Um, I believe, oddly enough, China's socialism is becoming a little bit more capitalism. Uh, Brazil is starting to create some opportunities. So there's things to talk about that... Uh, There's things to talk about that have to be put on the table. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's start by taking a look at how the markets are doing today. This is the second big week of earnings. From here, it slows down a little bit, but yet the market still has to play with uh, the whole process. The S&P 500... Down 6, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 63, the NASDAQ down 10. Wow. A lot going on. First, one of the big headlines that jumps out, Detroit's bankruptcy. We'll talk about that a little bit today. Municipal bonds hemorrhaging. We'll talk about that a little bit today because that ties directly into Detroit. First and foremost, though, I think you got to look at the stock market and see, you know, the pulling a winning session out yesterday was positive. We're not hitting record highs. That's okay. We've hit record highs this year. What we want to do is build some level of support. You don't always go up in a straight line. You don't want to do that. That's called, you don't want, it's like sitting on a spike. The market's moved up in a straight line every single day. We'd all own islands. And that's not going to happen. So you have to go sideways. Sideways is not down. You have to back and fill a little bit. Normal and healthy process. What the market's done in the last three years is expand its valuation. Things didn't get worse in our recession. Things started getting better, so we went from 8 PE to a 9 PE to a 10 PE for capitalism or our markets. Now we're starting to get to the point where to go higher, we're going to need some earnings growth. A rebound effort in the treasury market aided the stock market's turnaround yesterday. Facebook killed it. Four quarters ago, they were a joke of a company as far as grown up. They weren't in mobile. They didn't know how to handle the conference call. They didn't know how to handle Wall Street. And I'm just speaking particularly of the perception of Zuckerberg as a CEO. A lot of people resented the fact that he wore a hoodie. You're in business, wear a tie. Now he gets the right to wear a hoodie. His last quarterly performance, as far as the way he handled the conference call, was pretty good. I thought there was a little bit of panic on how he mentioned teenagers aren't he says that they're totally engaged with Facebook. Well, keep in mind, MySpace once had teenagers totally engaged, and then it basically went away. The idea on Facebook now is it's a lot like the cable companies. 
I love my cable modem. I love my cable television. Love it. But I hate the company. I hate how much they charge. I hate the way the whole process works. Like when you time to discontinue the service, you got to bring it back to us, the equipment. We're not coming to you. When you're setting up service, they're, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do anything you need. And Anyway, you get the whole idea. So taking a look at the markets. Starbucks, what a massive quarter. Um, I'm very, very pleased with what we're seeing with Starbucks. And to finish that last thought on Facebook is teenagers may hate Facebook, but they're still using it. With that said, what would be the next big thing? Will it be just like Instagram? You get the idea. So Starbucks, great quarter. Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz, he's a pretty smart guy. He retired once and came back out of retirement when he saw that it was being mismanaged. He's going to be opening up probably 1,000 Tivanas. They're coming to a, a, a strip mall near you soon. Stock has been on an absolute tear since the 2008 recession. I still like the stock. If you're under the age of 40, I'd buy it today. If you're under the age of 50, maybe buy it a little bit now, a little bit later. It's at a 52-week high. It's at an all-time high. He's going to be able to roll out Tivanas. He's going to expand his experiment with alcohol in Starbucks to another couple hundred, couple thousand stores. See, they dominate morning. They dominate lunch. Now they need to figure out how do we dominate dinner time slash 8, 9 o'clock that we can keep our stores open at. Alcohol. A couple nice bottles of wine on the menu. It's the place that people go for, you know, outside their home to meet. It's the natural go-to place. So if he can get a day part working that's not working at all, evenings, it would be a home run. He's already got the stores out there. He's got a good relationship with the K-Cup people, Green Mountain Coffee. So already sold over a billion K-Cups. I know, right? So that's a pretty darn good company. Amazon.com was a mess. Now, Amazon is losing money. But Amazon is doing things that cause them to lose money. So they're growing revenue. Their revenue growth was amazing. Their earnings, disappointing. From day one, Amazon has said, we will, when we're ready, we will do it. When we want to turn on the profit switch, we will. But now, because states are saying we want that you know, income tax, not, not sales tax, I'm sorry. He's saying, okay, well, then I'm going to build some distribution warehouses in California so that now, instead of saving money on taxes, people will be able to get it the same day. He's getting it closer to us. He's offering us services that we want. Um, if you have children and you have Amazon Prime, you're happy because Dora the Explorer and all those Nickelodeon shows are there. So you can kick cable TV. Or maybe you don't have to have cable in two rooms. You just have it in one. Save some money. Very, very smart company, what Amazon's doing. Building for the future, getting you trusted to do business with them is part of their shtick. Elsewhere in the world of earnings, Expedia, down 22%. They fell short of expectations. So Activision, another big winner. Activision video game maker. There's going to be a new Xbox One, Sony PlayStation 4 this holiday. Why do I bring that up? I have to for a reason. Um, Because there's going to be a new platform, and 
the Microsoft games won't go with the old Microsoft games. So if you want Call of Duty 4, you're going to have to get it on the new Xbox. It won't be compatible with the old Xbox. So Activision Blizzard's in a pretty good place. You're also starting to see the failure of some smaller game companies, mobile game companies like Zynga, that, yeah, they are cute to play Farmville. I've never played Farmville, but, you know, I've played some phone games. But, yeah, in the end, there's a difference between platform games and phone games. Um, so since putting in a bottom around $10, $11, Activision now at 17 another company who's done just as well, if not better, would be Electronic Arts. These big media companies that were left for dead have roared in recent years. Um, as we know that there's going to be a new platform this year, that plays really, really well into the software companies. First year of developing the software for a new platform is a little tough, then it gets easier and easier and easier. Then the installed base goes from 10 million to 20 million to 200 million. So they're in for a good cycle. It's early. Each calls on the air today. It's 800 1220 We're going to be talking real estate. We're going to be talking best cities to live in for the next 20 years. If you can find the best cities to live in for the next 20 years, your real estate in those cities will probably do pretty well. Take a break here. We'll be right back. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. We all want to know how to make money. We all want to know how can I get rich. Wayne Gretzky probably taught us the best idea of it. Instead of going to where the puck is now, go to where the puck is going. And in real estate, that means where there will be growth. Where will there be wage growth? Where will there be population growth? Payscale recently released an index of how many times private sector wages have changed since 2006. And it gives you an idea of where wages are increasing the most in the United States. On the other hand, there's the idea of where will people want to live? Where will they have the culture? Where will they have the jobs and the hospitals and the universities? Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Mr. Mendez, um, this little argument that I opened up on a national level has a play right here in the Bay Area on a much more local level. Um, literally, you can live in Marin in the fog. Mm-hmm. You can live in Marin in the heat. You can live in Marin in a tourist town. There's little microclimates, there's little culture climates. The difference between Redwood City and Palo Alto, pretty strong. There's bad parts of Redwood City, there's great parts of Redwood City, there's a side of Palo Alto you don't want to live on, there's a side that you do want to live on. Oh, good gosh. Um, what are you seeing right now in the real estate market in the Bay Area? Where's the, where's the flock of seagulls running to? 
Convenience. I think that's the, the number one thing that people want just based on the, the general geographic design of the Bay Area. People are always looking for the, you know, the, the shortest distance to work, to play, for, and all those other conveniences that they need, especially if they have a family. They're looking for the best school systems. Right now, that's the consensus from all of the realtors that I work with and all the realtors that I've, I've talked to. Uh, it's about the schools. Uh, we talked to a realtor last week uh, from Danville. and I, what, I asked the simple question, what's the difference between San Ramon and Danville? Schools. Um, people are looking for that convenience, that, that amenity. Um, and people are paying for it right now. There's not a lot of inventory. So I think that one of the things we're also worried about is the sacrifices people are making and thinking that they have to get into real estate. It's interesting to note because even if you don't have children going to a high school, the high school ratings are important. That's why I'll say on the show it's important to pick a location that some mom wants to live in at some point in time. True, um, true, but I also think people are making decisions on, on what they want to buy a little bit smarter than they used to. In my neighborhood, uh, the high school has kids bust in from East Palo Alto, and the area is growing so dense that they're going to have to stop that. What's interesting to note is they're also talking about the area that I live in sending teenagers to the worst of the two high schools, which that's a $200,000 decision. It sure is. So the best high school, the second best high school. Um, It's going to be interesting to see. I feel bad for these Palo Alto kids because they're going to lose out on this one. Too much money at stake, too many people to get upset. Um, Anyway, so what cities are you seeing uh, high demand right now? Well, in the Bay Area, um, the the most convenient ones, of course, are going to the peninsula is definitely hot. Not a lot of inventory. We saw a very low amount of inventory earlier this year, starting to pick up some. Um, Places out in the... East Bay corridor, the not the one, uh, sorry, the 880 corridor, but the 680 corridor is getting really hot action right now. People are looking for yards, they're looking for more land, better schools. So that's really picking up, and the inventory is starting to pick up as well. Uh, places like Fremont, which is a big booming town right now, is doing very, very well. Um, you know, much action in Oakland. I've seen some homes that have been sitting on the market for three or four months, and I'm actively looking uh, for investment properties as well. So I see these properties. So I think. Places like Rock Ridge are doing fantastic right now. Home condos, especially in, in places like Rock Ridge, because it's all about the convenience. And again, going back to that statement I made earlier, people are looking for particular types of properties right now, and, and they've always been like that. And it's just, with such low inventory, it's becoming a little bit more difficult and frustrating, and it's driving the prices up, um, not to mention the fact that uh, there's low inventory and rates are still low. So recently, rates have spiked from for the 30-year mortgage from 3.5% to 4.5%, but they've started cooling back down to 4 and a quarter um, in that area, depending on your credit score, depending on how much you bring to the table. Um, is that what you're seeing? Is, has there been a settling down after initial spike? There has. And it's good to see that it just didn't keep going up and up and up. But we have another Fed meeting coming up. Everybody's going to get a little nervous about that in the mortgage industry. And every time we, we see these meetings come up, we, we fear that we're going to have another spike. We don't think it's going to move up like it did in May 20th to to the present. Um, but we're glad to see that the 10-year is the yield is, is leveled off and that we are not overreacting at this point. It's already been built into the correction. What happened when rates jumped from 35 to 4.5%? Was your phone 
bloodying up? Were people panicked? Were they not calling you back? Were they calling you back immediately? Uh, initially, there were a lot of people that were that were shopping. There were people that, that got kind of left behind. There were people that didn't lock their rates. They, they were trying to get into refinancing, and they, and they thought it would make sense at the 3.5% level. Uh, as it creeped up, it, it stopped making sense for a lot of people. So, yeah, refinances flipped. Yeah, according to the Mortgage Bank Association, it was 70% refinances to 30% purchases, and it's now flipped right now. So, yes, refinances have dried up, but there are still people that need to refinance before rates go up even higher. People in arms. You have to remember that these indexes are going to fo- uh, follow your 30-year fixed rates eventually, but a little bit slower. So the people who in arm, are in arms right now that are enjoying those nice yearly and, and or monthly adjustments to low rates, those are going to start going up soon. So maybe people that are in those situations should start looking at these mid-4% range as a refinance before it gets too late. What's interesting to look at is, you know, there's no inventory. Uh, I, you know, I told the story a couple times already. There's someone on my street who paid $500,000 more than I did four years ago. And I think I, it boggles my mind what they have to be paying in a mortgage payment. It just, I can't even grasp it. It has to be 70% of his income. And she's a stay-at-home mom. and It, just, it, it, it could. It's public record if you want to ever find out. I don't really want to find out. So. Yeah. It's like I always say that you can do it, but not a lot of people ever do it. It's pretty easy to do. It's pretty easy to do. Um, so yes, the single family isn't really there. So the condos and townhouses really picked up. They they have like places like Jack London. There's places in San, San Jose's full of condos, and they've done really really well. Which brings up a, a question: Should you affordability? Yeah, should you refinance and stay in it? Should you turn it into a rental? Should you sell it and try to find something else? And that's where we're finding a big problem is selling and then finding something else that fits what you need with such low inventory. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. That's Tony Mendez with com. It's com. I teased it. Now I'm going to tell you, where's the best place for real estate in the next 20 years? I'm going to give you some solid ideas. It may not be in your neighborhood. Maybe. There's one at least. This is Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything to want to talk about, we can talk about. I do pride myself. I do love love. Even though I don't have that much in the, in the bucket of emotion. So one of the things that I want to bring up is places where you might want to consider moving if things aren't working out for you. If you're finding love at the counter of Best Buy, life just isn't pulling through for you. Areas that have wage inflation are a great idea. Unfortunately, areas that have wage inflation typically also have a lot of overall inflation. So it's expensive to get into those markets. An area that changed radically, Brooklyn, New York. 
when Jay-Z and they got the basketball team there, Brooklyn's like the hottest place right now. They added the Barclays Center, the Brooklyn Academy of Music. They got this massive Brooklyn flea market. They got the Brooklyn Bridge. They got New York City. They got a lot of farm-to-table restaurants, entrepreneurs, artists. Population about 2.5 million. Independently, it's one of the largest cities in the world. It's not going to go away. Would I buy today in Brooklyn? I would for 20 years. And if any of these sound charming to you, Tony, jump in and say, I agree, disagree. I got lost in Brooklyn one day, so... I think we've all gotten lost in Brooklyn one day. Yeah, it was, that was a long, long day. Yeah. Advice if you... So ever, I, I don't know much about Brooklyn. Advice if you ever go to Manhattan is don't look up at the buildings, because that's how you can see, notice the tourists. So another city that I think is going to be upcoming for the next 20 years, and it started 20 years ago, and before that it was a rat hole that no one cared about, Seattle. Kurt Cobain kind of put Seattle on the map. And then coffee, grunge and coffee. Starbucks began to get a little traction. You got the Space Needle. It's the best place for young professionals to thrive right now. It was ranked the best place for young professionals to thrive right now. They've got a high number of bars and restaurants, over 6,000. They've got a high median income, $53,185. It's one of the 10 fastest growing wages in America. They've got Microsoft, Amazon, Boeing, and a lot of tech startups like Facebook and Zynga. Recently opened offices there. It's a great place for young people to go. If I'm under 35 and life hasn't worked out for me, I'm packing my stuff today and moving to Seattle. I would strongly, strongly consider it. But wait, there's more cities on this list. Have you ever been to Seattle? Yes. Do you like it? I, I, I did. The times that I spent there, was, it was pretty cold. It's, it's like the winter here in the Bay Area all the time. See, I think Seattle gets a bad call on that. Denver actually gets more rain per year than Seattle does. But it, when it's miserable, it's miserable. It, it, it is. I like Bainbridge. And I like a lot of the other islands, and I like fairing. I think there's a, a lot of character to the city. Um, the traffic was something I didn't really care for, so I, I think if Seattle wants to be ranked here, they might want to work on their infrastructure. And they will. So when you have high wages, you have high taxes. When you have high taxes, you have infrastructure that improves. Um, another thought here is that in the Bay Area, it's so expensive, a lot of people leave this area, and they can live like kings in Seattle, <laughs> per se, um, but again, if I'm young and unmarried, I'm going to where the jobs are because people will always need love. So something you can't short enough of. Fifteen years ago, I came up with a list of real estate cities that you know, people were calling up and saying, what city should I buy in? I said Portland, Seattle, Denver, Austin, Raleigh, um, Memphis. I actually have that list. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And those the cities have all done fantastic. It was eight cities, I think, all said. But um. Next on the list of, of up-and-coming cities and why, Austin, Texas. The college town is ranked as the next biggest boom town by Forbes. It's the third fastest-growing city in the United States. Austin's also a hip, artsy college town that attracts artists, students, intellectuals, and creatives. Thriving music scene there, Tex-Mex food, add to our lure. Plus, plus, they recently passed laws. Well, I... I it's a gun joke. Can I be, maybe I shouldn't do a gun joke. I'll pass on that one for now. Portland, Oregon, next on the list. And real quick, you did have the Austin um, on your last list. 
Yeah. So Austin's always it's it's been a pretty good theme going on there. Hey Denver, what other one in there? Boys. Oh Knoxville, Albuquerque. Yeah. I think even Athens, Georgia. Athens was a, yeah. I wonder how Albuquerque's done. I haven't really looked. I, I haven't. I you know it's it's interesting. I should go back and look and see how some of these have done. I know Raleigh's done well. Raleigh's on this list. Yeah, yeah. We'll see that in a little bit later. So, so it's just, some of these cities have good things going on. We have that the research triangle in Raleigh. You like that? It's got a. Uh, they finished their little beltway around the city. So yeah. it's it's all about convenience. All about the jobs. All about the schools. Great colleges around. So it, it, and you'll find this theme in most every single city on this list. Portland, Oregon's on the list. Um, Oddly enough, I met Fred Armisus um, from Saturday Night Live. He's on the TV show Fred Artemis. He's on the Armisen. Yeah, that's what it is, I think. I met him at Cron a couple weeks ago. Larger than life, he's on the TV show Portlandia. Portlandia just got extended. So Portlandia, obviously about Portland and the weird characters that live there. It's on the Independent Film Channel. It's actually a billboard for young people come move here. It's... You know, cops probably wasn't the best idea. Like, hey, look at all the crazy crime we got in our city. Portlandia, look at all the crazy creative people we have in our city. And young people thrive on that. So it's a great billboard. Um, Portland on the other side of that big mountain from the other side of Seattle. I think that's Shasta. But it's a bike-friendly city. It's a creative city. And it's a cheap city to live in. Cost of living are very low. Portland, Oregon doesn't have a sales tax, or Vancouver doesn't have an income tax. And that combination makes your paycheck go 20% further. That's amazing. Boulder, Colorado. It's a big hotbed for startups. That's something that you don't want to hear if you're in the Bay Area on the peninsula. You don't want to hear any other city having big startups. Uh, Boulder is widely regarded as one of the healthiest and happiest cities in the United States, according to Gallup. Uh, There's a lot of new jobs there, 50 tech companies hiring at this moment. And when you have a tech company hiring, you don't have to be an engineer. You can be a realtor. You can be a loan agent. You can be a car salesperson. Insurance. It could be anything. Yeah, so go to where the jobs are going. Um, you get what you settle for. So I know right now if – and I'm, I'm not knocking people who work at Best Buy, but I'm going to knock people who work at Best Buy. If I'm working at Best Buy and barely getting by and live with my mom and dad, I'm moving my butt to Portland because I can work at Best Buy there – and live pretty well, um, and maybe get a job, you know, doing loans for people that are doing the engineering jobs. Next on the list of great places for real estate for the next 20 years, for potential jobs for income, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, obviously, with Raleigh, you have college students. You've got NC State, UNC, you've got Duke, all within 45 minutes of each other. In that quote-unquote research triangle, you have affordable housing, you have safety, you have short commutes. You've got job prospects, you've got college students, you've got families. What's interesting to note about Raleigh, and it's a lovely place, um, you can still smoke in restaurants, which is kind of weird. Um, they did just pass a gun law. Of, it's now legal in North Carolina to take guns on playgrounds and bars, which in my last 20 years of living, where have I seen fights at? You see kids fighting on playgrounds and you see pe- men fighting at bars, right? It's a bad place to bring guns. Not a good combination. So, yeah. Detroit, Michigan. Now, this is the, the curveball. Why is Detroit, Michigan on the list? Because they're bankrupt. Why is that awesome? Because as they've gone into their bankruptcy cycle, they've basically invited young people to live here. It's incredibly cheap to live here. They've got an innovation exchange. They've got a lot of great programs, food labs. And they're getting ready to wipe out a lot of debt. 
So once they wipe out a lot of debt... And real estate's cheap. And real estate's cheap. So that place is going to rock and roll after years of neglect and devastation. Detroit's going to be very uh, well off. Millennials are opting to live there. Um, Detroit's a small city. It was built for 2 million people. It probably needs more like 800,000. So there's going to be... It's going to be fits and starts, and it's not going to be pretty, but there's going to be a lot of cheap real estate. Not a little bit, a lot of cheap real estate. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, I hate Philadelphia, but they're on the list. Uh, Philadelphia, to me, at one point in time in the NFL, Christmas time, you always see Santa Claus, like, parachute into stadiums. And they threw snowballs at, at Santa Claus. I mean, who, who does that? That is a mean city. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, the city of brotherly love. They've got a lot of culture. They've got a lot of mural arts. Um, it's famous for murals. It's, it's got a you know cheap housing, affordable lifestyles, cool arts, um, great sports. So Nashville, Tennessee is on the list. Nashville is a lot more than just country music. It's been on my list for 15 plus years. Their economy is booming. The city has one of the fastest job markets in the United States. The steady job growth, the thriving music, the culture, the diverse population, the country music capital. It's going to continue to grow. And I'll tell you, I've been to Nashville, and it is charming. I made the horrible mistake of one year in college saying, I want to go to Graceland. And I decided to drive across Tennessee. On a map, it looks like it's probably like four hours across. But because it's mountainous, it's 18 hours to get all the way across. So I had 48 hours to see Graceland. And basically, I got there, saw Graceland, and got back in the car and went back home. I was surprised at the neighborhood that Graceland was in. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. dumb. Yeah. So, big seminar coming up next Thursday evening. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's in Marin, San, uh, San Rafael. Four Point Sheraton, 630 to 9. Retirement planning. Learn more at robblack.com. Market Minute. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. You can call me Carlos Danger today. 800-516-1220. It's 800 800- Five one six twelve twenty. You know how many people are going to dress up as Carlos Danger for Halloween this year? It's going to be the most popular costume. Thank you, Anthony Weiner. Get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Anything you want to talk about? We could talk about um, housing. We've been kind of pounding on this one, and the momentum I think is certainly aggressive. Very aggressive. Okay. High investor activity. Highest investor activity ever. We have an all-time high level of investor activity, reaching 30% of resales in the markets. That's pretty high. There's no more bargains. I think I got a bargain versus what my neighbor paid for his house. I don't think there's a lot of bargains out there. Price appreciation at the lower end of the market now exceeds 30% year over year. Cities like Atlanta, Phoenix, Minneapolis, Las Vegas all have done well. 
Bargains are gone. There's a lot of flippers. And I'm not talking about the dolphin. Ooh, by the way, I hate dolphins. Anytime there's an oil spill that takes out a, a, a just a, a cove of dolphins, I'm thrilled. They're incredibly violent animals, and they shouldn't be swimming with humans. If you take it, I think we should totally get rid of dolphins. I, I'm with Obama. Um, go YouTube the video about the little girl almost drowning by a dolphin. So she's like, oh, he's so cute. And the dolphin, like, takes the girl and 100 feet underwater. I, we're not supposed to be with dolphins. So their mating habits upset me greatly. They basically rape the women. The dolphins do. Not humans, but other dolphins. So give me a good, like, um, I don't know, like a rhinoceros? I'll take a rhinoceros over a dolphin any day. So so the flippers are gone. So house flipping is up 19% year over year. There's radio ads for companies that will teach you how to flip a home. When you hear radio ads, there's so much egregious money for that person to make that they're, they're running ads to try to get the dumb person to, you know, I'm going to teach you how to flip. Use my proven Australian accent to do it. So run when you hear the Australian accents. Um, debt availability. Big institutions have raised debt from banks, so companies like Blackstone have raised billions and billions of dollars so they can go to buy real estate. I'd be very, very cautious. When you're raising billions and billions of dollars, you're a little late to the party. Would you agree, Mr. Minday? Absolutely. Yeah, investors are pulling their profits off the table. Their profits were up 284% this year already, and, and they're flipping. Uh, nationwide, I think the average uh, the average rate of return, not rate of return, the average return is about 18500 Of course, around here, that doesn't sound like much, but that's about 284%. Flippers are, are starting to slow down, though. They're, they're, getting, they're dumping it off uh, right now at the higher prices. Right. So um, we're talking about some of the hottest cities in America, and I basically got through most of the list. The two that I missed that I really wanted to hit were Burlington, Vermont, if you've ever been to Vermont um, or Connecticut, very laid-back states. And that is small town, and people want small town. When I'm done with radio and television, I'm downsizing my life. Um, at some point in my life, I want less, not more. People shop for groceries in community-owned co-ops. Food consumed in the town comes from local farms. They focus on sustainability, so it's very environmentally friendly, which draws a certain crowd. Now, what's interesting, remember Pittsburgh... Many, many, many years ago, was on the verge of bankruptcy. They had a, a problem where their industry left. Detroit had a problem where their industry left. Pittsburgh's been on a tear for 20 years. It's turned into a hipster haven. Fast-growing job market. The Steel City is attracting and retaining young creative types. I once went to Pittsburgh to visit a girlfriend, and I sat in a bar, and I, I feared for my life. I was like, I'm the only white-collar guy here. They're going to kill me. Like, they're, they're going to smell white-collar. And they're going to bar see me and, and put me on motorcycles and, and tear my limbs from piece to piece. And now it's hipsters. They've got a great culture there. Um, they turned downtown into very cool. They renovated it enormously. That's why I think Pitts, that's why I think Detroit. I think they're going to pull a Pittsburgh and pull it off. And on this list, Mountain View, California. Um, I'm going to do a segment on Monday on my television show at 11 o'clock on Channel 4 Cron called Four Great Companies. And one of them lives in Mountain View. Google. Great Google Moogle. Great Google Moogle. A little slow on that one. Number eight. 
Yeah, there's a science fiction movie, number, I Am Number 7, I Am Number 5, or something like that. That's this crazy chain of books that I didn't know about. It's That's the alien kid? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a chain of books, and they do like all eight books, all eight numbers or something. I, I don't know. I Am Number 9, I don't know. I'm just making that up now. I enjoy a good science fiction movie on occasion that kind of surprises you. So, um, so Google, Microsoft, LinkedIn, Mozilla. You think Mountain View is going to go anywhere anytime soon? Probably not. You know what I like about Mountain View? Free Wi-Fi. Whole city gets free Wi-Fi. I love that. Um, more and more startups are finding a home here. They attract tech-savvy residents. And if you see the people, people want to like live close to their work. And if you ever, you've never been on Google's campus, or have you? I have. They got the bikes. Like, they got the kids there who are smart engineers. And smart engineers make 150, 180,000, and that's a good tax base for the state of California. Mountain View is one of those cities that is not going to go down anytime soon. Because what you're also finding now, there's a subculture where you and I shop for bargains. We're trying to find the perfect house. Kids that make a lot of money, they don't care. They don't care. San Francisco is doing real estate tours. And Google will have a whole bus of kids. And on the real estate tour, like 40 people suddenly will walk into a home and they all work at Google. And you're not going to get it because you're bargain hunting. One of them's getting it because they're not bargain hunting. They want the convenience. So Google actually hires a bus to go pick them up in the city so they can live in San Francisco and work in Mountain View. I love what tech companies are doing. They're making it so easy for their kids' employees to waste tons of cash. And that is this hour wrapped up in a nice, neat bow. You can find Tony Mendez. He is a bear area lender. He knows more about real estate than most. I highly recommend chatting with him at bayarealensource.com. And come meet me at the seminar Thursday in San Rafael. Sign up at robblack.com. Have you tried acne products that did not work? Then it's lucky you're listening. Because for almost 20 years, Proactive has helped millions of people just like you. That's why Proactive is number one in America. And today, Proactive brings you a radio-exclusive offer that's so amazing, you'll never see it on TV. Here's the deal. Call 1-800-934-8668 to try Proactive for two whole months. You get $42 in free gifts, including our top-selling Dark Spot Corrector, to fade the marks that acne can leave behind. And more than that, you get our radio-exclusive 100% risk-free guarantee. You get the clear, beautiful skin you want, or you pay nothing. Get every penny back, but the gifts are yours to keep just for trying proactive. Call now, 1-800-934-8668. You'll never see this limited-time offer on TV. It's today's radio-exclusive special, 1-800-934-8668. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. Happy Friday, July 26th to you. Man, that month went fast. Less than five months till Christmas. Woo! Interesting week. Big earnings season week. A lot of earnings this week. Um, some stocks did very, very, very well in response. Not too many got trashed, which is kind of where we are at this point in time. Stocks are falling today. Why? Why? We've had a huge run. As earnings season starts to fade, we're going to wait for jobs to be created in the back half of the year. And that's going to take a little bit of time. So it's not smooth. It's not easy. We don't want markets at an all-time high all the time. We've had many all-time highs this year in the market, so I'm okay. If we end the year exactly where we are right now, I'd be okay. And not also take five months off and enjoy it. And not look at this stuff every freaking friggin' day. Um, Amazon, in the news today, they have a truly big miss. And they have a huge valuation, right? You know this, I know this. $139 billion market cap, it's up $2.5 today, even though they missed earnings. Do they have a P.E.? No P.E. We don't need no stinking P.E. They're trading at next year's 98 times earnings. It's one of the most insane things that I could say out loud. Last night in aftermarket, stock dipped. Stock's at an all-time high. Yesterday hits an all-time high. Well, two, about a week ago, it's an all-time high. Does it have room to run from here? It's going to run into the same problem that Apple ran into, where it becomes a really big company, and they can't continue to grow. But at this point in time, they can. They keep coming up with new services that we kind of want. Um, the Kindle Fire, it's a poor man's iPad. But you know what? Children should have a poor man's iPad. Children shouldn't have an iPad. So there is a market for it. I know you're saying, man, you're going to send your kids to school without an iPad? I'm not saying that. Don't, don't torture them. Uh, okay, so taking a look at some of the stories today. Starbucks, great quarter. Amazon, great revenue. Not good earnings. Activision, up big today. They're repurchasing almost 500 million shares from majority shareholder Vivendi, so they're kind of going independent again. Expedia, Expedia, not a good quarter. So they're getting collaborated today. Or as I like to say, murder-related. So Amazon, Amazon, Amazon.com is going to surpass Microsoft and Google in one big measure soon. What do you think it is? Do you think it's sales? Do you think it's revenues? It's employees. So it appears to about to overtake Microsoft as the biggest tech company on the planet. Apple and Facebook are relative minnows with roughly 16,000 employees at Apple, 5,000 employees at Facebook. Amazon has 97,000 employees. Now, on one hand, that's very, very good. On the other hand, that's a, what's the highest cost of, of doing business? People. But they're going to be doing grocery delivery. They're going to be doing TV. They're going to be move, movie production business. Um, they're, they're doing TV shows, right? You know this. Netflix is releasing one, I think, today, about teenage mermaids that come out of the water and try to find love. And strangely, I want to get like really, really, really warm in my belly from some scotch and watch it. Because who doesn't love Teenage Mermaids? 
I know you're saying, you were going to say something else, but you thought better of it. Um, Kevin Spacey, House of Cards. Binge viewing. So Amazon's trying to play into that game as well as Netflix. Amazon is a, it's a, a TV network. They've got Amazon Prime where you can watch movies in your home TV shows in your home. Um, that's taken away from Comcast. Comcast and Time Warner Cable, I think they're in trouble. And they said something that I, I thought was pretty darn arrogant. Time Warner Cable said, Intel will never make money in selling movies. And if they do, if we start losing that, that franchise of TV shows and movies, we're just going to raise prices on, on the cable modems. And at some point in time, people like me go, you know what? Google provide me high-speed Internet. They're going to put fiber in my, my community. There will be alternatives. So Amazon is a company that's a network now. But do you remember what they originally were? They would, you would get books and DVDs brought to your house. They've changed a lot. I think I brought this up yesterday. There was a service five years ago. Five years ago called Amazon Go. And you could basically download a movie onto your TiVo. And it took like four hours to get onto your TiVo. So you want to watch a movie. Like, hey, I want to watch that new Planet of the Apes movie. And you start downloading it. It's not ready for four hours. Now it's instantly screened. Boom. Just like that. So Amazon will have some room in the future to cut employees. That's one of the positives. But also what their employees are doing are distribution centers, and that's becoming heavily roboticized. So is that even a word, roboticized? Joining me today, Tony Mendez. I will let you be the official fact checker, fact checker on the show today. Is roboticized a word? I will look it up for you. You can just say no. It's not. There you go. Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Domo! That was the best part about that song. I was like, where did that voice come from? SP 500 down 11. Dow down 125. NASDAQ down 17. 10-year treasury, 2.5%. Tony Mendez is with com. He is a mortgage lender. Anything that we need to know about real estate right now? What do you want to know? Are you looking to buy? Are you looking to sell? It's, I think do, it's still... Do your customers feel that 4.5% on a 30-year fixed mortgage is still cheap money, or do they not appreciate it because it was cheaper? I think that a lot of people... One of the reasons we're seeing... We're, we're seeing two sides here. We're seeing we have a lot of buyers, not a lot, of, not a lot of sellers. A lot of these sellers may not really be sellers. They may be people who have refinanced into the lowest rates that we've ever seen, and they're going to sit on their properties for a long, long time. And then we have a lot of people who want to buy that are just going to turn into renters. So the investors are doing really well. Um, so it doesn't matter if your interest rates are low at four and a half, or you think they're high at four and a half. It's all about what you're going to be able to do in the next five or ten years. A lot of arm usage is starting to go up, so we saw it jump up five percent um, in one month, from fourteen percent to almost nineteen percent. So a lot of people are looking at creative ways to continue getting lower interest rates without using the thirty-year fix. So they're also changing their their goals on how long they're going to stay in their house. Um, they're also looking at other alternatives, looking at, at condos and looking at townhouses as opposed to single-family residences. I think convenience is a new. Uh, uh, not new, but a, 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 um, a theme that we're going to start seeing here in the Bay Area. And we're also going to see prices rise in places like Rock Ridges and, and downtown Jack London's and, and places that have a lot of convenience to the, the jobs that are in the Bay Area. Um, something interesting that Robert Schiller said the other day about the change and in, in a major change 
that he fears is happening in the, in the the view of home ownership in the United States. It's down to 65 percent, and it was as high as 69 percent. And he thinks this might stay, and renters are going to be the the, the new, um, in, or investors are going to have the new rents, and that's the new wave in in real estate right now. So, um, yet we're seeing a lot of flippers right now. So. What do you want to know about real estate? It's all about what you think is going to happen in the next 10 years, no longer the next five years. I want to add that people could look at real estate investment trust, publicly traded, not private REITs. Private REITs, very bad idea for the average investor. Publicly traded REITs, great idea. Great way of owning real estate. I don't think 69% homeownership is too much. I'd rather people rent and buy some REITs so you get the real estate exposure of what you really want without necessarily getting that mortgage liability. There's options out there. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. When I say more, I mean more. First hour, I told you some cities that I would move to if I were single and wanting to get married. If you're single and not getting love, I gave you a whole list of fast-growing cities that there will be a lot of jobs jobs, whether they be engineers, they need services. So you can go be a waiter, a waitress. You can go and sell cars. You can go and I don't know, be a musician. So anytime there's jobs, there's people that want to spend their jobs money. One interesting, to me interesting thing that's out there is credit. Credit is one of those concepts that people they want a great credit score, they overthink their great credit score, but to me, a great credit score means a lot of things now. Great credit will great credit will get you a job. You apply for a job, they're going to run your credit score now. Great credit will, it could also lose you a job. Great credit will get you a, a woman or a man. In this day and age, if you're not running a credit report on each other, you're crazy. I mean, back in the 90s, it was HIV tests because no one knew what was going on. So... You still should probably do that. Um, but credits, check someone's credit. If they've been, your credit is going to tell you your job history. It's going to tell you how many places you've lived. It's going to tell you, I mean, suddenly, like, oh, yes, I'm from Massachusetts Institute for Technology, which is in Newark, New Jersey. Which is it? You lived in Newark, New Jersey. Did you, what? Tell me the truth here. A great credit score will get you a better house interest rate. A great credit score will get you an apartment. There's nothing that a great credit score can't get you now. But a great bad credit score can lose you all those things. So you go to run for, like, um, I own a rental property, right? Management company runs your credit, and they go, okay, one candidate's better than the other. I'm like, tell me about them. Okay, one candidate's lived in the city for their whole life, and they clearly, you know, one has had a job for their whole life and one hasn't. So how do you get your credit score fixed fast? Talk to Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. One of the things that I'm working on here 
is helping people improve their credit, right? Yep. One way to do it, and we'll, we'll go back and forth with each other, is I say get a credit card. That's the simplest and easiest way to get improved your credit score is get a secured card. If you can't do it, well, it depends on if you if you're starting credit, that's the best way. If you already have credit and you've ruined it, or it's it's um, it's lower because of derogatories, which are late payments or a collection or some sort of lien, and those are the first things I would look at. But the easiest way that the average person can improve their credit scores is to lower their credit card balances below either 60% or 30% of their available limit. That's the quickest way okay, that anybody can do their credit. So yeah, just check that off your list. Okay, yeah. So I say get a secured credit card. Um, to add to your, you know, make sure that you're not using your credit card to the full limit will also help improve your credit score. So make bi-monthly payments to keep your payments, you know, your credit owed or credit used around 30%. Um, if you're going from, if your credit card max is 5000 you're maxing out every month. That doesn't help your credit. It hurts your credit. So if you're carrying to that 10 to 30% during the month and you're using it slowly, they see that you're not one to be a hothead and get yourself in trouble. Right. At the same time, if you get a credit card and you never use it or you use it rarely, you don't establish credit. Uh, the credit agencies or the bureaus, TransUnion, Experian, Equifax, are looking for uh, someone who can establish credit and use the credit over a period of time. So time is the other issue here. In some cases, the only way to improve your credit is time, especially if you're establishing new credit. Uh, immediately after you establish credit, your credit score will drop, and then you know, a few months later, it'll start ticking back up. Um, credit inquiries, you have to limit your amount of credit inquiries. So do more research in advance before you start shopping for a credit card, for example, or a car, before and not letting people just run your credit over and over and over. You just brought up a car. There's revolving credit, and there's an installment loan. Mm -hmm. If you want a good credit score, consider adding a different type of loan, an installment loan. Yeah. Variety is, is also another way that you can improve your credit score. Personal loans are installment loans. Auto loans are installment loans. Mortgages are installment loans. Student debt is an uh, installment loan. Credit cards are revolving. So you have to have some diversity to your credit, which a lot of people never think about. Now, again, it's crazy because you want a good credit score so you can get all these great things in life. A lower mortgage payment, you'll save more money for retirement. Um, a wife, you know, she runs your credit score and you've not paid your mortgage five months in a row. She's probably going to say, we need to talk. Um, one more thing that I'll throw out there, and I'll let you handle the easy one of check credit report for errors, but... I say try to get some goodwill. If you've been a good customer with your mortgage and you missed one mortgage payment because it got lost in the mail, after like three or four years, write a letter to that, credit, that company and say, I've been a very good customer with you. Can you please take off that one smudge from my credit report? Ask for a goodwill adjustment. It can happen. It usually does happen. I think that's a little bit better idea than it was in the past where, where you go to a place like Consumer Reports and look at creditors. Let's say you're looking for a credit card. What are their, uh, what's their record on, on um, late payments and, 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 argue, and the arguments and disputes that you have about a late payment? Are they more lenient? Uh, that's something I would look for. Um, or you just go straight and just do automatic withdrawals out of your checking so that you never have to worry about that. But... I think shopping more in advance. There are 
creditors that were, are trying to keep you in a situation where you are, are at a higher interest rate, you're occasionally going to make a late payment, and you're going to end up with higher interest rates across the board no matter where you go by buying a car, getting a credit card, or a mortgage. Some people think it's a cycle, and some people think it's a conspiracy in a way. When I was 18 years old, I opened up a bank account at Bank of America, and they said, do you want a credit card? And I was like, sure. And then I looked at the terms, and I was like, I don't really want it. But it's still there. For me to improve my credit fast, just start using that credit card. Mm -hmm. It's been on my record for 20-plus years, and I can activate it, and it's an old line of credit that I've never got in trouble with. Now, if I call Capital One and say, I want that new card, that card's one year old or one day old versus a twenty year old card. Right. Twenty year old card carries more validity. And you can also negotiate. Well, something that a lot of people don't know is you can negotiate your your interest rate on your credit card. So as your credit increases, you can call your creditor back and say, you know, I don't like that twelve point nine nine. I want eight point nine nine. Otherwise, I'm going to go over to this company here, or I'm going to transfer to a zero balance or a zero interest rate uh, credit card that's going to give me zero interest for a year. So you can renegotiate with your creditors, and that's something, again, you can find out in places like Consumer Reports where these companies are more lenient. So you can pick up the phone, give us a call, 800-516-1220, 800-516-1220. August 1st, Thursday, 630 to 9, I'm going to be in San Rafael. Tony will be there. CFP Chad Burton will be there. We're doing a retirement planning workshop from 639 Four Points Sheraton in San Rafael. It's a free event. If you sign up this week, you can sign up today at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Hope to see you out there. It's not my only chance I get to Marin every year. To Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. On my TV show Monday, 11 a.m., I'm going to go over four stocks that I truly, truly believe in. That I think you can buy in good economies and bad economies. If you have the right time frame, you're going to do well. You'd probably prefer to buy them when they're down and not up, but sometimes we don't get that option. One of my favorite stocks is Starbucks. They have figured it out. CEO Howard Schultz, his push into food is starting to pay off. Driving traffic to U.S. stores, he's lifting sales and profit. The world's largest coffee shop operator has introduced a range of menu items, including salad bowls, zesty chicken, and black bean. There is a perception that what is at Starbucks is healthy. That's pretty important. The company announced a partnership with Danone to sell Greek yogurt, which, for the record, you know this about me. I don't like the Greeks. Not terribly fond of the Germans. Really, really don't like the Russians. So I, I've boycotted Greek yogurt in cafes and in supermarkets. But America hasn't. It's considered a healthier yogurt, as it has more protein. Starbucks has also added La Boulange baked goods in locations around the United States. 
the third quarter net income advanced 25%. (laughs) If my income went up 25% last year, I'd be the happiest man in the world. And stocks are people. Income up 25%. Oh, was this a young company that was just started last year? They can grow at 25%? No. Foods have been phenomenal for the company. Revenue advanced 13%. It's considered an affordable luxury. Starbucks raised prices for some of its drinks. In some areas, it was the first price increase Starbucks has thrown around in two years. Price of coffee is down this year. The commodity. Profit in the fourth quarter is going to be higher than expected. Their operations in other countries are working out very, very, very well for them. Lower coffee bean prices are boosting profit. Starbucks is really done, like every month I'm saying, oh yeah, Starbucks just bought this company, Evolution Fresh Juice. Now, they're going to use that Evolution Fresh, and they're going to do Evolution Greek Yogurt. They've got a concept here that's really, really smart. Global same-store sales increased 8%, topping analyst expectations. They're rolling out booze very, very slowly. Now, the one problem with Starbucks is it's lonely at nighttime, Right? It's lonely. You drive by and you see the barista, which, again, I laugh at because 15 years ago, 20 years ago, we didn't use the word barista. And now we are, and that's humorous to me. I like a kamamagalai. For the three of you who get that, it's awesome. Um, So would I buy shares of them today? I would. I think I'm going to live long enough. Do I think it's a wise decision to buy today? No. It's, it's really, really expensive. But let's bring in Tony Mendez to add some expert commentary. Have you ever been to Starbucks? Absolutely. Thank you very much. That's Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com, adding a little, extra, a little excellent commentary as an expert of someone who's actually been to the, one of the stores. So, yeah, the, the whole nighttime booze thing. You know, there's a Starbucks on every corner. So they already have the locations. All they got to do is put wine and beer. And they'll probably do, like, Portland craft beers and do something kind of cool if they do want to. Um, I like what they're doing. Oh, and also, they're going to start opening up tea stores. So for those of you snobs who don't like coffee, you can now be a snob who likes tea. And teas are probably better for you or something. So they bought Tivana. And, uh... I just think they're, I think they're in the K-Cups, so they're in your house. They're on the corners, they're your tea, they're your coffee, they're your first option. Like, right now, if a realtor wanted to meet you. Hey, Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. I heard you on Rob Black's show. I want to meet you because I need a good lender who can get stuff done for me. Um, I live in, hmm, let's make up a city. We'll call it Birmingham. Um, I want to meet you. And you'd first thing say, let's present this. We're near Starbucks. Exactly. So it's a meeting place. It's, it's turning into the you know the second choice office. Um, it's easy. Everyone knows it. Every time I go into a Starbucks near my office, there's a guy with a client with papers, and they're doing some sort of form of business. I've met attorneys there. I've met prospective dates there. It's I've done all that. I mean, it's a great social meeting ground. Yeah. Absolutely. So. So would I buy the shares of it today? Again, I wish I had bought them at their low. During the recession, you know, people aren't buying coffee. You know, they're going to McDonald's. I still have my 20 shares. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. So I own that till the day you die and pass it on to your children. So, um, or your dog, whichever. 
Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. 51% of Americans say they would rather have a root canal than work over their vacations. That's pretty crazy. I think there's 51% have never had a root canal. <laughs> you know, I had a root canal once, and it was easy. I don't know why. So, I know you're saying, I don't want to think about your janky teeth. That's fair. That's fair. That's a valid comment. Let's take a look at how the market's doing, because I've digressed a little bit. Um, there's talk today about a new Federal Reserve chairman coming, and the president's made a decision, and he's not going to make that decision known until the fall. So Wall Street's got a little bit of a, uh-oh, what if it's, what if it's Ben Bernanke? What if it's Janet Yellen? What if it's... So there's some questions going on right now. We know that the monetary policy in the United States has been very, very effective of lowering interest rates, created inflation in real estate, it's created inflation in corporate cash levels. Um, the stock market's responded well. So the question is, is Congress so dysfunctional? And this is one, one area that I'll give President Barack Obama some credit today. He said Washington's dysfunctional. He's like, both sides need to start working together. What I wish he would have said after that We've got some policy that we want to get through, immigration, you know, budget. He should have said, I'm going to lock myself in the White House till these guys get their job done. But he's not willing to go that far. So SP 500's down 9. The Dow's down 114. Oh, no. We haven't seen triple-digit losses in a while. NASDAQ's down 13. 10-year Treasury sits at 2.5%. Gold down 10. SAC Capital pleads not guilty to insider trading charges. This is going to be a fun court case to watch because they've already had some hedge fund managers go down pleading guilty to insider trading. Steve Cohen, who runs SAC Capital, one of the largest hedge funds in the world, has told his attorneys before, yeah, I do want to hire this guy. And the attorney's like, no, 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 he's, he's kind of dirty. He's got some insider trading issues. He's like, yeah, I still want to hire him. So he's been, it's going to be interesting. They're not going to get him, or they don't have enough to get him yet, so they've got to flip a couple more rats um, before they can get enough information on him particularly. But the government wants him gone. And they've essentially said, we're, we've got charges against this firm. Who do you think wants to do business with that firm now? If you have money with Steve Cohen, do you want to like tell your neighbors, yeah, i got money with this guy who's probably a criminal? They're going to put him out of business. Google Chromecast came out this week. And for $35... Oh, I'm sorry, I stepped on him. One more time. Thank you. Now I can proceed. Um, Chromecast, do you know anything about it, Tony? No. Okay. You're just getting into streaming TV. You're just getting into... Um, I gave you a, a, one of my old Roku's. Mm-hmm. The problem with Roku is you have to find apps that stream it to your TV. You have to turn on channels, per se. There's not really a good way to use the web or your phone to get onto Roku. So Apple's got streaming for the Apple TV. If you have any videos on your Apple or pictures, you can instantly put them on the TV, just like that. So that's what the Apple TV box does differently than Roku. Google comes out with this, this dongle this week that you plug into your HDMI port, and anything on the Internet from your computer or anything on your Internet from your phone will, can now stream into your TV. Now, this is a problem because there's websites like Hulu out there who they don't want to block from being accessed on Chrome. But Hulu is free online, and it's a paid premium service if you want to stream it to your TV. So Google's bypassing that. 
And, you know, for instance, there's a lot of, you can like do Brazilian TV now that you can stream through and onto your TV just like that. And for some people, they're going to do it. And you get, there's, there's illegal pirate stuff out there that you can now easily do it from your computer straight to your TV. This is going to be a game changer, and it's going to be interesting to see who wins and who loses. Because if I'm Hulu, I'm going to block access to uh, Chromecast or Chrome the browser. But you can't. You don't really want to do that. But that's your only. That's your last torpedo to potentially sink into a battleship that's you know getting ready to destroy your home country. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. At thirty-five dollars, you got two free months of Netflix. So it's like twenty-four dollars of value. So the, the dongle's thirteen bucks. In the end, they've already sold out of the Netflix free two months. So people want this. It's going to be, and again, I've got a Google phone. Oh, you're, just, you're just basically making your TV now your computer screen or your phone screen. Yeah. It's just bypassing that whole, that, whole, that whole network. It's in the network TV. They're going to be pissed. They're not going to be happy. So it's going to be interesting to see how the response is. Oh, big event coming up in San Rafael Thursday, August 1st, 630 to 9.00. You can sign up for the retirement workshop with me, Tony Mendez, CFP, Chad Burton, as well. Talking retirement issues in San Rafael, Four Points Sheraton, 630 to 9, free at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This area update. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Little smashing pumpkins. What do you call them, I believe, if you're in Ireland? Billy Corgan, lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins. They had their day, gone and passed. One thing I could teach you, I know you're saying, what can you teach me from the Smashing Pumpkins? Do you want your kid to grow up to be a successful rock and roller? Abuse him. Because he was one abused kid. So don't do that. Don't do that. But um, he has major, major daddy issues. Siamese Dream, great album. Sitting with Tony Mendez, who I spent a lot of my time with in the 80s and 90s. This was back when there was good albums, where this this whole album, from beginning to end, it went somewhere. Um, but yeah, he's a messed up dude, and I think my advice to people is, try to be a good dad. <laughs> Too many people in music and rock and roll already, so. Um, big dime dad issues. Abandonment, abuse. So... It's amazing how you can damage someone into a beautiful thing. Um, don't do that. Be the dad who's there. So Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com is sitting in with me today. We've had a pretty fast-paced show. We've gone through some real estate ideas, some credit concepts. We've gone over some of the top stories on Wall Street today. It's not a good day. How do you feel about the day, Tony? Stock market's down. Um, I like stock market's down because I watch and ha- see how the 10-year yield is going to be affected by that. And in, in general, 
it hasn't been reacting that positively to negative days on the Dow. So, which means to me that we're going to see we've already hit our threshold. Uh, we've we've hit, this is now our plateau, and rates will probably stay around this level unless something dramatic happens with jobs or this confidence report is coming up. Yeah, um, jobs first Friday of every month, so right around the corner. Uh, we want to start seeing some tick downs in the unemployment number. Ten-year um, Treasury sits at 2.5%, 2.56 today. NASDAQ's down 10. Dow's down 107. The S&P 500's down 9. It's a bad day. And the reason I brought up how you feel about the market, you, didn't, you don't panic. At the beginning of the year this year, I've been getting an email every week, every day. When do you think the market's going to correct so I can get back in the market? When do you think the market's... I've got $200,000 cash. What should I do with it? When's the market going to come back? When's the market going to come down? So you're not panicked. Uh, we talked about Starbucks being a great quarter, and you're like, I'm going to hold my whatever shares that you have. I was like, hold it till the day you die. Like That's the way you become an investor, is you act like an investor, that you know down days don't kill you. Zynga, oof, that's an ugly quarter. That stock's down 60 cents, stay down 16%. Um, Everything that was all crazy sexy about mobile games um, and charging cash for games, now they want to do a, a new business model. And it's like, Zynga, you got to get this right. You can't keep changing on us. And again, I own no shares of Zynga, and I hate Mark Pincus. I find him to be a vile human being, which is kind of an odd thing to say. But as an employer, as an owner of a company, one of the things that he did was he hired you and gave you stock options. And right before the company was getting ready to come public, he took them away. I think today what happened with Zynga is they, they announced that they weren't going to do online gambling. No, real money gaming is what it is. Okay. So the online gambling is something that may or may not ever happen. Um, Zynga's gambling efforts kicked off this year in Britain, but gambling with real money is legal in the United States. Um, so Zynga said today that they're not going to sell games for money. They're going to give them away for free and try to get you to upgrade. Um, but the only reason you own Zynga is for that potential real money gambling angle um, Zynga's gambling efforts have been very, very slow. It's all tied towards the US, uh, UK. Zynga lost 40% of its monthly active users in the second quarter. Revenue fell about 20%. Monthly active users jumped 21% to $1.15 billion for Facebook. So Zynga's doing something wrong. Um, Activision and... Activision and... EA. EA doing something right. Um, consoles kind of coming in at the right time. So um, those are some of the top stories of the day. Um, Amazon.com announces just a terrible, terrible earnings miss. But the revenue is so big that we're paying attention to that. Fifteen years ago, Amazon.com said, we're not going to make money for a long time. And oddly enough, they haven't. <laughs> Every now and then they do, but oddly enough, they haven't. Um, they're trading at 90 times next year's potential earnings. And since 1997, this was a $4 stock. It's now at 306 And they sold, what do they sell? Records and DVDs initially, CDs and DVDs and books. And they did big book discounts. And they don't care about books anymore because they now sell you the book reader Um and they try to get you to load things on top of it. The Kindle uh, Fire, and then they get you to buy video games and software, and they get you to buy you know, a movie here, a movie there. And digitally, that's pretty good. 
So, anyhow and anyway, you can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. If you're shopping for real estate, which is what most of it is now, the refis are kind of dry. The single-family homes, there's not a lot of inventory, so you've got to get yourself a good realtor. Tony knows a lot of great realtors in the Bay Area. You can find them at BayAreaLoanSource.com. But then, you know, you've got to find the product that's right for you. A friend of mine got into a condo, and I'm not crazy about condos or townhouses, but that's what she could afford. And she didn't get overbid on it. Um, so that's where she can live. It's a probability is a pretty nice neighborhood. Anyway, I'm going to be one week from today recovering from a night of a retirement workshop in San Rafael, California, Marin. It's my only trip to Marin every year. Today it's free if you sign up. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Um, San Rafael, Four Points Sheraton. Four Points Sheraton. It's easy to get to. We're going to do it from 639. Hope to see you there. Sign up right now at robblack.com. It's a on Friday. No work till Monday. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. If you owe more on your... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.